live. Hello and welcome back to the most unlistenable pod in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, one of the hosts, Martin Darcy with Alex Flay and we have a very esteemed guest, Chris Pacillo. My comedy dad. Yep. How's it going, chaps? And also, you can cut out all that esteemed nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> the most highly esteemed sexual predator in the scene. <laughs> oh, there you go. That's more like it. Uh, What's well, happening, gentlemen? If we were actually dropping names of sexual predators, God, we could be here for a while. Oh, really? I don't know David that many. Morgan Brown. David Morgan Brown. Yeah, molested someone for sure. <laughs> <laughs> he was molested as well, probably. Yeah. He, you know, he's in a, he's in a, a rich... Long-standing molestation <laughs> pay-it-forward scheme. Uh, who else? Um, Otherwise known as the church. Hey, oh, fucking the most hackest. I didn't realise... <laughs> David's got one of those faces where it looks like he could either be 45 or 22. Yeah, he's got a timelessness to him. Hey, how, yeah. He's been doing comedy for 10 years, someone told me, but I don't know if that's just them taking the piss. Is he old enough to have been doing it for 10 years? Well, he's nearly 30. Is he? Holy yeah. shit. And he does look like he could be the molester or the molestee. Yeah, he does. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. So that just must make for interesting uh, wanks, I guess. <laughs> mm. Yeah, just jerking off in the mirror to that. Oh, good mm. lord. Well, great start to the episode, guys. I don't know. You yet. were just telling me you had a child at 22. Yeah. That, which is crazy. That like, happened to me, yes. Are we even able to talk about that? Like, that's just... For, like, you, you said yourself, like, yeah, the contraception broke. That's what I figured it was. Yeah, well, it wasn't it didn't broke. It was just antibiotics. The pull, you know, it goes down. Um, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it has like a ninety nine point nine percent success rate, doesn't it? Well, no, like some drugs well, cancel no. it out. Apparently. Oh, yeah, interesting. So, That's so, what she told you. Well, oh. yeah, I'm still with her. <laughs> I need to be. She very, got you very tenderly. Yeah. So, was that daughter of yours born in South Africa? <clears throat> no, born here. Born here. Is your yeah. partner South African? Yeah, we went to school together. Aww. Did you day, commit uh, hate crimes together? Mm. Unfortunately not. We were, just past, <laughs> we were past the generation of hate crimes, but our parents might have hung out together, committed oh, a couple. Nice. Yeah. So what like that just what was it like growing up in South Africa? Yeah, it was pretty chilled. Um it was you know what, it was like we were the same level as like you know, an ordinary working class Rockingham family, except there was just like a massive another class beneath us. You know what I mean? Mm. Like my dad was a mechanic most of his life working in a Toyota factory, just a regular dude working in a factory. My mom was like a secretary when they first got together, you mm. know, and my dad like later studied and got an MBA and started like running factories and shit. But like still, like when we started out, you know. Was, was she the secretary at the Toyota factory? No, oh, she okay. worked for... Uh, company that used to distribute stuff and like their two main clients were british american tobacco and chubba chub sweets so like they had me covered from when i was like north till when i was like 18 with either cigarettes or fucking suckers yeah <laughs> so good there's so much making sense now about you yeah i know and also like my mom and she had another like colleague named zita god rest her so i don't know where the fuck she is now but um they were like the office people and they were like the front and the dude who owned it was just never there and like they'd get periodic like visits from the police looking for him and like apparently it was like money laundering but they didn't give a fuck like they were just like ah you know we get paid <laughs> jesus we just turn a blind eye to that kind yeah. of thing yeah mm. Yeah, but it was pretty sick, man. Um, I mean, like, there's other little things you can, you you know, you take for granted here, like public transport and that. 
like when i was a kid like if we wanted to go to the skate park you'd like get dropped off in the morning on the way to work and then you had just at the skate park for you know <laughs> 10, 11 hours yeah and then you get picked up on the way past Is and then obviously there's no cell phones so you're like checking in with phone boxes every now and then you know but you got to be careful at the phone boxes no none of them gave you aids none of them <laughs> no, no not even once that's the thing but were there like fences around the skate parks no no it wasn't that bad it was just like just transport wise you know you just oh right you were dropped off like i remember one time we were fucking around in the warehouse next door to my like mom's office it was a big helicopter warehouse and then my mate was just like playing with a loose thing at the back of the helicopter tail thing and it just hot the whole thing just fell off onto the <laughs> and we kind of like stuffed it back in i know this is not going anywhere it has no relevance to anything this is bad podcasting i don't care no, was- yeah yeah this is a bad podcast yeah fuck yeah bro yeah, yeah. So the Jews, the Jews, <laughs> the ultimate launch pad. I love doing that on stage. I just scream the Jews for yeah. no reason. It's like it just resets everything. I want to do this joke on stage where I talk shit about a barista um, that I know, and then kind of make the audience think that it's a woman that I'm talking about. Get them offside, and then it's like, no, it's not a woman. I'm not being sexist, okay? The barista was gay. I'm being homophobic, okay? Like mm-hmm. that's kind of the that's kind of how I want to do that. Homophobia yeah. is cool. Well, you said it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know so much. Probably not. Yeah. Well, I, it it doesn't feel that way with the with the the way queer people behave towards homophobia some days they don't seem to think it's super chill well the thing is it's like okay homophobia is terrible right hating someone because they're gay is not cool but if someone's a dick and they're gay and you just hate them then a lot of times you get labeled homophobic but i'm like no 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 he's just an asshole you know and that yeah and that other word (laughs) i don't hate him because he's gay i hate him because he's annoying he's such a he just happens to be gay well i I had that story i one night i was out with this was going back a couple of years i brought up a mate up from the country this is a real simple country bumpkin kind of dude and we were like we had a bag on us and we were like in the toilets at the court and then there was just this real effeminate twinkie gay dude who comes up to us like, have you guys got drugs? Mm. And like, we just, we weren't sharing. And it was just like, no, no, we're all good, man. Like, we ain't got nothing. And he was like, no, you guys have got drugs. I can t- give me some. And he just, this guy just wouldn't fuck off. And then my simple country friend ends up beating the fuck out of this guy in the toilets of the court. We end up having to like book it out of there on foot just sprinting out and then literally as he's walking down the street like we get into an uber and then we go and then he's like it's like dude it's like i know you're from the city but i promise you i beat the shit out of him because he was being a dick i like it's what was the phrase he used it was like no i beat him up because i didn't beat him up because he was a faggot i beat him up and then he turned out to be a faggot and like his words not mine and that was just uh and I was like, man, just leave town for a bit. Yeah, just yeah, yeah just get out of town. So, about it. Yeah, but the, even that, like, that would be classed as a hate crime, even though it's not. You know, that's a bit of an odd. But people do still do it, dude. People, like, well, I was watching the UFC this very Sunday at, like, a quiet bar in Lake Coogee, and some dude is fucking screaming gay slurs at, I don't know, Dustin Poirier for, for all, of all people. And I have no idea why. But that made everything uncomfortable. Everyone was just like, nah, 
It's very odd to to throw um, homophobic slurs homophobic slurs at someone who's not gay. No, or and anything. Also, someone who is like a savage cage fighter, cage fighter, and who would kill you with one hand. Yeah, like, but he's yeah. yelling at him through the screen. Yeah, that's true. Everyone's the safest. Through. That's the problem with screens, man. <laughs> the problem with the internet, like Mike Tyson, everyone's become comfortable with not being punched in the face. It's also very insensitive to the other people watching the TV. Yeah. Because sometimes we put on sporting events at the, at the bar I work at and there's this Tongan who comes in whenever the rugby's on and he yells at the ref. And I just tell him every time, I'm like, bro, I don't think the ref can hear you, man. I don't think this screaming is doing a lot of good. You're just putting a lot of people off their dinner. And yeah, like, sure. it's like, but maybe that's his secret strategy and he can go up and collect all the leftovers because on Tongan dude's quite large. He's a large gentleman. That's, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And he does brag about having a large appetite. So, hmm. I didn't think of it that way, Chris. You might be onto something, my friend. Yeah, fucking, we got this guy. We got mm. him sussed. <laughs> <laughs> we got this fat fuck sussed. Yeah, we got him down. We got him nailed down. <laughs> <laughs> He's fatties. Come on, pull one over on us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've just got the cadence of uh, David Tell in my head because I've just been listening to that album again. Like, have you listened to Skanks for the Memory? Oh, it's so good. Yeah. It's the greatest ever comedy album, I think. Oh my god! And then David Tell is fantastic. And then pound for pound, like every sentence is pretty much a joke. Yeah, every like, sentence is a joke. Everything jags. Like everything has a no, no sentence is like un doesn't change. It's just a sentence. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, man, you got to listen to it. It's so fucking. Like, is it on just, Spotify? Yeah. Like he'll just be like. Um, talking about his childhood and then it'll be like oh my dad never bought me fireworks like and, and fireworks are great who didn't have a good time with fireworks raise your hooked hand let me see <laughs> <laughs> so. well, i was watching my sister breastfeed for a couple of bucks yeah i always i was always scared of traveling because my father beat me with a globe <laughs> 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 Was that what was that what you would say was what like? Well, hold on, let's circle back. Like, what would you say was what got you into comedy? Oh, just a mental breakdown and mad depression. You know, like I don't know. I've always just been a jokey, funny guy. And then when you go into like sort of corporate jobs and that, you have to kind of keep a straight face, and it's just and it suppresses. It. Yeah, I was so depressed, so miserable. And then like I was seeing a therapist, and they were like, "Oh, what do you do for yourself?" And I was like, "What do you mean? I pay the mortgage." <laughs> Like, no, no, to sustain like your soul, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" She what? was like, "That." Yeah, I'm South like, African. Like, what, what kind of gay shit is this? Yes. Can you please I don't have a soul. Yeah. Even being in therapy, I was like, "You want me to talk about my feelings? Mm. Can we talk about something else?" It's my time. I paid you, bitch. Yeah. I want to talk about the UFC. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, she was like, "That's two years." How long ago was that? <laughs> I don't know. Like. Four years ago. Four years ago. Because I did a little bit of comedy. I think there was a guy called Julian Canny up in Geraldton. So we did a bit of comedy for him. I did maybe like four shows uh-huh. or five shows. And you loved it. Yeah, it was great. But then you have like you have like a creative thing. Because we used to meet every Tuesday and write. So like we'd write for like a couple fucking months for one of these random showcase things that he'd put on at like... Geraldton's best heifer show or whatever the fuck it was. Like, you know, like, there'd be some rural agricultural bullshit. No, random as shit. They'd put up a Spiegel tent and then they'd fucking, you know, have a regional showcase or whatever. You know, I felt like one of those, like, um, 
hopeless old ladies who does watercolors for like country art fairs type thing but the comedy version of that <laughs> it's like special needs yeah 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 that's it. like it's make like, a wish sort of vibe yeah this person is you know from fucking a um, regional town she's bertha she works at the library but in her spare time she paints terrible watercolors <laughs> like that was me i was bertha and i was saying terrible Cause, jokes because it's like a comedy showcase mm, but yeah. who's the who's on show yeah exactly it was just like all the bumpkins from around town who fancied themselves funny and came to like the workshop that was fortnightly or whatever and what happened to all of them fuck knows bro <laughs> but like we had some people like brody snook came up there did a couple of them Julian, I think, like went into like arts and he's doing arts tendering and that. But we had a couple of people. Cam McLaren used to do a lot of them. Oh, Rory loaded oh, one wow. of them. Um, yeah, they're around. Other names? Yeah. No, most of them just fucking faded into obscurity. Like we all will in a couple of hundred years, you know? I think I'll fade into obscurity before a couple yeah. hundred years. Before the night's out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the thing. It really doesn't matter. Eh? Who gives a fuck? What are we talking about? Well, I mean, I think it's ironic you were... Well, yeah, but I think it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah. You need that springboard. Like, we'll comedy. Be. We're talking about comedy, how we got into comedy. There you go. Yeah. But well, I, think, the, I just think it's important to have a springboard when you're, like, bombing or, you know, like, Wolfie has these whatever, you know. Mm. Or, I don't know. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> no, Wolfie told me the thing is, like, when he's bombing, he just attacks the audience aggressively <laughs> so that he never loses. <laughs> Like, you know, it's never them defeating What do you them. want from me? Yeah. It's, he always walks away having, like, won. Like, whether he wins comically or whether he wins aggressively, he still wins. Which is just so funny. It's so wolfy, eh? I just want fame. I just want money. Yeah, <laughs> skip the middle bit. I want the laughs. Yeah, he's very funny, man. So good. Yeah, I don't quite have the balls to do that, eh? Yeah, just yet. Like, I could... It's not... It doesn't fit my personality. I don't think it fits any of your personality. Maybe you, Alex. But to just tell an audience member to go fuck themselves and just to go, like, harder. What is that? What Maybe. about my personality You know that? what I mean? You just, like... You just got a touch more, like, aggressive, you know, a bit more on the nose. I think I'm the... I think I, like... I think I... I mean... No, that's there. Here I'm comes trying the to justification. Well, mental gymnastics. And, yeah, yeah. I'd tell them to fuck off in a loving, kind way. You know, yeah. what I mean? in a really empathetic. Well, I feel like I'm the nicest person <laughs> off stage, and like the on stage is just my opportunity to be an asshole. Isn't that a ridiculous word that gets bandied around a lot? Empath. Hey, I'm an empath. Why should that's like the bare minimum of human being? Like, to, to, you know, to ha- understand feelings. Yeah, it's like another dopey term I heard today recently is time blindness. Like someone was fucking, I don't know. You know when they have these like... Have, have you ever, just quickly interrupt, have you ever met a, a straight male empath? Uh, I don't even know what an empath is. Like just like someone who's not a complete cunt, isn't that <laughs> yeah. just... Yeah. It's meant to be someone who can read emotions in a room. They can read the energy in a room. And it's like, that's that that's what like comedy a, does. That's what comedians do all the time. I think that's just a human trait. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Sure. But what is time blindness? Well, people are saying like they like because of their ADHD, it's often associated with ADHD. Yeah, and I might be talking right out of my asshole, but people are like, 
they um they can't pay attention to time so it's like they expect people to make allowance for time blindness and i'm like well that just sounds like bad time well, dude management. i had a dude who, who i did a course <clears throat> with and he came in one day and he was like oh i've just been diagnosed with adhd that explains why i'm always late and i'm like no what explains why you're always late is because you're a cunt who doesn't <laughs> care about the other people you're clearly not an empath yeah, yeah. That's, exactly. <laughs> time blindness must just be the opposite of empathy <laughs> I have ADHD and I feel like I'm never late. Well, dude, you have a watch, you got a fucking phone, you can set an alarm. You're just an yeah. asshole. And that's that's the thing. People today, like, they will celebrate their wins. They'll be like, Yaz Queen, you go, girl, you did it. But all of their fucking, like, negative things are pathologized away. They're like, oh, like, I must have bipolar yeah, or exactly. something. I've got ADHD. Um, no, you're just a cunt. I'm or, bisexual. No. Yeah, there yeah. you go. <laughs> a cunt or a bisexual. A cunt or a bisexual. That's the two categories. Mm. Yeah, mostly those people are just trying to buy a float on the parade i think buy a float on the parade <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and every, everyone's everyone's autistic these days that's the other thing too oh absolutely mm. even in comedy a lot of there's like a, a style where people pretend to be autistic on stage it's very fucking odd because then you talk to them off stage and they're just like hey how you going bro yeah <laughs> my office job's going well ordered some paper for the shelves today yeah you know. i mean that's kind of like david morgan brown yeah He's he's he. But oh, like, I think he is autistic. But he 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 doesn't so much like um he didn't contract autism so much as he was molested <laughs> by autism. I think is how it got into his brain. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck me! Molested by autism. That's yeah. Molested by a condition. It was the vaccines. What did it? If only they didn't give them to him at the tip of a dildo. Then he then you know what I mean. So. <laughs> you know David Morgan Brown has tried pegging. You, you know it, dude. I've tried pegging. Like you know I'm not what? saying I haven't tried it. There's a lot of things that I have been on record as having tried, but David Morgan Brown's just had that thing. I mean, I've been pissed on. So yeah, that's weird. Yeah. But I, I mean, again, like I don't know. I just if someone was really into it and they were like they've made a logical proposal. Like, I don't know if, if I'd get shat on. That's kind of weird. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. But if someone just wanted to piss on you... I think was the it person... A dude, hang on, was it a dude or a chick? It was a chick. And did she the initiate it or no. did she ask you for it? Like, or did She you, asked for it. She was like, can I piss on you? Yeah. No, she was like, I want to <clears throat> piss on you. She like, didn't even okay. ask permission. She was just was like, it I like, hang on, what was the context? Were you like at lunch and she was like, hey, look, Alex... <laughs> Sit down. You're sitting good because I've got this thing. Or was it like in the heat of passion? She was just like sucking your dick. And she was like, oh, you dirty slut. I want to piss all over you. <laughs> it was more. Well, it was closer to the second scenario. Um, yeah. uh, in the heat of passion, uh, ass to mouth is acceptable. Didn't we learn that from Clerks 2? <laughs> Clerks 2? Yeah. You know the Jane Silent Bob movies? I was saying Clerks 1. Yeah. They, there was a Clerks 2. <laughs> I never oh, saw that. Fuck, dude. It's funny. It's the second one. Yeah, it's, it's okay to go ass to mouth in the heat of passion. Like that was, that was the big takeaway from that whole film. <laughs> <laughs> That's the slogan. Yeah, basically. Well, it's incredible. It's incredible what you will do in the heat of passion. Uh, but um, yeah, so back to the story. It was it was like in well, she a was scenario. she was she was like sat on my face and then uh, she did you she know. piss in your mouth? No, no, okay. not the first time. Um, 
then <laughs> what? <laughs> we're not skipping over that. What do you mean? <laughs> well, she was not like I think she she pissed on me like a total of four times across oh. like four different meetings. And uh, four different meetings, <laughs> like it's a business, but yeah, um, no, she like we, we were hooking up for a little bit, and then like, yeah, she pissed on me like four on four separate occasions, and every time was like a graduation up. It kept escalating. Well, yeah, the first time it was just on my chest, then the second time was on my dick, and then. Yeah, I'll, it kind of just upgraded yeah, from what the, are the other two. Well, no, hang on. We can imagine that. But what is the <laughs> aftermath? Talk me through the aftermath. Does she is she like you dirty bitch? Go and get in the shower, or is she? We like, always did it in the shower to uh, like avoid. Like that's logistically that's the wise, only place yeah, to that's do wise. it. Like, that's both there. Yeah, sure. Like there's no other like there's no other place I would want to do it. If you don't have a serial, also killer it's like it, it's like it's like the like I want to like. If she, because if someone's pissing in your mouth and like they're trying to do right by you, um, they've been drinking water all day, so like their pee doesn't even taste like pee; it tastes like just water. If someone's been doing coke and drinking piss and smoking crack all weekend, like I imagine it would taste a damn sight different. Mm. And so she was nice enough to be drinking lots of water for me, but even then, when it's like probably the most pristine piss you can possibly drink. I still want to get it out of my ma- the taste of it out of my mouth as quickly as possible. So I'm immediately like just gargling water and things like so that. She, so you didn't like make art immediately. She she wasn't into that. It was like definitely a you thing. Well, she wanted to do it, um, but like in terms, how do you mean a me thing? Well, I don't know. Like sometimes, like you know, do people make art when they have jizz in their mouths or like you know what I mean. Like uh, I've should, done I've done yeah. that, but like that's different. Piss and jizz is is just two totally different things. Yeah, but I've never so I've never because it's done my it, own so jizz. Yeah, too. sure. So it's like, but it's her own piss. So like, I was I'm just wondering if is that part of her fantasy? If she is like she wanted to piss all over you and then like mush. If together. she wanted, or, or you're like exchanging. Yeah, yeah. If or she, she wanted to, like she never because like what she did, she had one of those long showers that you can lie down in. Oh, so good of those. Yeah, eh? and it did like, have a little ledge in it as well. It did. How good as a ledge in <laughs> yeah. a shower. And Love she, so she would like piss on me, and then yeah, she would like lie down on me, but I don't know if she'd smush. I wouldn't say she just smushed on me. I'd just say we we just made out. Because I'm just shower. trying to get to like the heart of the actual desire on her part. Like, is it is it the fluid? Is it like a dominance thing yeah, where she's like Mark in her territory? Like, I think it was that. Yeah. And also, did you date afterwards? Because how could you really like? Um, anything from that would be a step down. Yeah, I don't know. It's like because <laughs> you you have you know you try all this weird shit and then you put on a respectable like wedding dress or something. You know what I mean? It's just like this I, guy I've pissed on. Well, this guy. I mean th- that's the. I mean, I feel like I I, I couldn't date that girl in particular um but i could date a girl who pissed on me but not that one but that's a separate issues um <laughs> and okay namely delving into the- <laughs> <laughs> namely that she was married so um oh, that's why she had so much money for the long shower yeah i see okay mm. so did hubby know about this or uh he did um, so he was into it. I didn't know. I didn't know this until like the last time I saw her, because I don't know if I would have been up for it. If, but then like the last time I we fooled around, 
kind of laying in bed and she was just like, um, oh yeah, by the way, I'm married and my husband knows I do this. And I was like, oh, that, I, I don't know what to say to that, you know? So, yeah, okay. yeah. get me in the will. <laughs> Dude, I've been trying to work my way into an old lady's will for so long. Like I've just been like trying to like, I've been joking about it to this old couple who come to my bar all the time because I've read this theory, which is like, if you joke enough about something and bring something up in a conversation enough, you could actually like talk it into existence. It's like a weird- So you're manipulating these old people. Yeah. And both of them have dementia, so it could potentially kind of work. So like- That's such a role, hey, because you could put in so much spade work and then they could just be like mistake you for someone else at the train station or something and put them in the will, eh? Well, you can't waste your spade work on people with dementia. Well, bro. it's you not that go. much work for me. It's only when they come to the bar. And also, if they do give their like uh, money to some dude at the train station, like I'd kind of be like, well, at least that guy got like you know something out of it. You know, At least someone got something better out of their life. I think in, in Western societies, we don't think enough about death and we don't play with it enough. You know what I mean? Like we just shuffle old people off into these like homes to die in like hospital rooms. You know what I mean? We should yeah. like throw them out in front of cars. Or yeah, something. nobody thinks about it. You know, like you just live, you just try to hang on as long as you can. But I really like, I'm pondering it, bro. Like, I, um, I like, I want to do just fucking, I just want to have fun with it, man. Like, like go on a rampage. Or no, like if I have if I have a bunch of grandkids, I'll just be like, I'll pick one and just really dote on him when I'm alive and like treat the others like pieces of shit. And then when I die, I'll just leave everything to one of the ones that I treated like a piece of shit with no explanation whatsoever at all. Just like, and people will just be like, what? the fuck this makes no sense and no one will understand yeah. it and no one will have any closure and right. it'll just fuck like a whole group of people everyone yeah everyone he'll be the one that you will have molested yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> well i'm gonna molest all of them equal opportunity for but like look the important thing is you gotta get laid somewhere um you gotta get laid. So gotta get. You gotta How get laid. How are you molesting these kids? No, no, kids don't do it for me. Unf- like, thankfully, great. Unfortunately, no. Fortunately, no. Well, like I don't know if you if you do if you aren't that way inclined, you can just make them. That's one of the old uh, loopholes, eh? What kind of <laughs> the old pedophiles loophole, mate? Yeah. You can, you can make, make them yourself. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to bone a hot chick, but I can't just make one. Like, and then you, you know get a I mean? taste of your own recipe, you know. Yeah, for sure. Proofs in the pudding, they say. That w- <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's just dumb. But uh, that yeah. was a weird one. I I can't. No, I was going to say something else. I did with that chick. Sure. Um, yeah, go on. Oh, uh, nah. You fucked her husband. <laughs> no, that was. Uh, I, I did actually have a joke about my first threesome on stage on Friday, and it actually went down really well. The audience didn't get the joke, but when I did, the, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's normally the measure. No. No. <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> no. I it was the first time I'd tried this joke out and I'll I'll be honest with you, like I love the windmill room, but it was a slightly older audience in that night. So I don't think they entirely appreciated the joke. Um but the, the opening to it was like, yeah, I had my first threesome the other night. Uh, uh, it was with a couple, a man and a woman and yada, yada, yada. And then there was this dude like uh, who cheered from the back. And I was like, nice to see you again. And like the audience just like lost it. And then I was like, 
has your wife recovered her legs yet or something like that and like yeah that good. bit was good the actual punchline for the joke kind of flopped. the actual joke sucks but i actually i actually kind of you made a joke of that and recovered and yeah so it was, was a that great this friday yeah that was this friday it was a great okay. show i really loved it i love the windmill it's fantastic okay cool mm. So was it a great show this Friday? It was. was it, fan- it was a fantastic. Did, show. Was it the Gong Wong show? Or was that no, no, no. It was. Just, nah. I thought it was just an open mic. And uh, Tory Griffiths was on. Was emceeing. <clears throat> he was fantastic. Um, and uh, yeah, they had a great lineup. It was a. Fa- it was a fun little show they had that night. Cool. Mm. <laughs> well, that's a dead end. Nick <laughs> <laughs> Hunter, what a man! Yeah, what a man indeed. Um, speaking of being close to death. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently he is bipolar. I have no idea, mate. Uh, he's something. He has something, does he? he I mean, he's always talked to him. Mate, he's always so. He's always so nice to me. No, what was funny? You getting caught out front of the windmill with Gerald Baroni. I couldn't escape the conversation. <laughs> yeah, I had to be quite belligerently rude once or twice with them. I feel. I feel terrible because I'm like I said, I'm not a rude guy, but like. Was, when you're like trying to hang out or go over material and then he'll be there like trying to get you to bring up your calendar to give him a spider port city or something. And I'm like, dude, I'm very clearly busy. You know, <laughs> you know? he's autistic. Yeah, maybe. He's got uh, something. What even is autism? Yeah, but all oh, I still need to message David Morgan Brown about putting him on actually. So, yeah. All I remember is uh, one time Nick Hunter... He, I was. This is when I was starting out, and I was like, "Can you put me on the windmill? Like, I haven't been on yet." And then he's like, "You were on last week," and he's like, "And I'm like, no, that was Ros Evans." <laughs> <laughs> what he got me confused with Ros Evans? He's yeah. an Asian comedian. You I need those... to pull up. I need to pull up Ros Evans just to see. Ros we Evans. look completely different. <laughs> yeah, he's for starters like three feet shorter than you. <laughs> Dude. He's like a, a gnome. Well, like Ross Evans is. Well, I mean, Martin's pretty tall, so I'm trying to find Ross out. I'm also not as Asian. Ross Evans, like half his set was about being short. Oh, this dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. Whatever happened hey, to him? You do look like you could be related to him. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Dead racist. Dog. Look, there's. I'm not gonna say. I don't think you look alike. Uh, but like. I do see, like, from a distance, that's an easy mistake to make. From a distance. Mm. Yeah, he just saw us on the stage, and he, it was like an optical illusion. We seem to be of a similar... Yeah, life. I haven't seen him in a while, actually. Where's he gone? No, I haven't seen him, eh? You I just reach out to him. But, uh... Yep, the audio just cuts off right here. I think Alex probably just sat on the stop button. He did leave us with this little gap of sound in between, though. Counter, he's... Thank God. And then it's back to our originally scheduled bullshit. Okay. <laughs> no, we didn't lose that much time. Sorry, audience. We no, we did not lose that much time at all. Good. Yeah. We were in thirty minutes, so I don't know what the fuck happened. But anyway, more about you. The suicide. Oh yeah, some dude. He was like, it was a terrible joke. But he's like, oh, the boss called me, and he's like, uh, mate, what's going on? Like, you're supposed to be the suicide prevention hotline. You've had six suicides this week, and four of those were wrong numbers. <laughs> That's a great joke. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and it's your joke. 
Yeah, I think some, like some dude said, like some random said it to me. He's like, oh, I've just thought of this. You can have it. But he like wasn't a comic at all. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I'll just shelve that somewhere. Uh, I'm doing it. Yeah, anyway. Um, so we were shitting on gay people earlier. Were um, we? No, we definitely were not. Gay people, we love you. If you want to shit on each other, that's fine. You should film it, put on OnlyFans. There'll be a market for it somewhere. Oh, there's a huge market for it. Yeah, I don't know. I remember like one of my very first... I took like, photos for one of those things. You're joking. No. Yeah, I had a friend who like I slept over at his house. He was a more worldly dude than I am. And he like showed me this website called Shit City back in like 2013. The name was Louie actually. <laughs> oh, it adds up. Yeah. It's, just, it's, a, it's a real Louie move, hey, to show yeah. you fucking Shit City. But I'll never forget it. It was... Louis Theroux, <laughs> Louis C.K. It all, it's all checking out. Louis, Louis the Fly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Anyway. So what? These people just shitting on each yeah, other? Yeah, just like it's just an entire... It's like Pornhub, just shit-based. Shit-based Pornhub. Interesting. Yeah, but it was from like 2004 when the internet was still a wild place, when you could still go on like Rotten.com. Did you, did you guys ever experience Rotten.com? No. What's that? Oh, mate. <laughs> you guys <laughs> you got- are from the time when the internet is like regulated. Like to a degree. So what? What was Rotten dot com? Rotten dot com was basically like just every horrific thing you could think of, like on one website, like cartel shootings, horrific, like horrific accidents, people being like disemboweled, like just everything. Like I remember once, and it was mostly photos because the internet was like still a baby, you know. Uh, like I remember there was like one series of photos that I'll never forget like this guy's arm got sucked into a meat grinder Uh and like got fucking ground out but they had to reverse grind it to get it out like so they just had to put the grinder in reverse and it was just like a series of like 40 photos of like them reverse grinding this fucking guy's hand it's just it was all shit like that like videos of dudes fucking was he dead? Uh, no, he survived. <laughs> Holy shit. But like helicopter accidents, dudes getting decapitated by helicopters. It was just like, there's there's an old, there's a thing I found the other day. It was like some archive of the old internet. Like, uh, fuck, I can't even remember what it was called. But you can access like some bits of Rotten.com on there. I'll have to, I'm going to need to look this up later. Yeah, dude. It was like, you know how um, in Reddit, every now and then there's like a subreddit that hangs around for about fucking two weeks. I think it's banned. Yeah, but it'll be like the last one I had was make my coffin. R dash R slash make my coffin. And then it would be like make my coffin when I fuck around with the police and find out. And it would just be a clip of a dude like swearing at the police and getting shot down or whatever. It would be like make my coffin when I accidentally touch power lines with a pole or something, you know? Jesus. And this is people being... Yeah. dying yeah and like but it, i don't know man i'm like uh, why do people feel I, the need I, to film themselves i really killed? like that you're describing these horrific horrific events <laughs> and you have this childlike smile on your face. <laughs> yeah dude i'm i'm like i'm the thing is it's like there's this german term called schadenfreude which i'm told i've interpreted all wrong but it's like basically <laughs> pleasure in someone else's misfortune and I think it's. I think that's like a high level of misfortune. <laughs> yeah, but if someone like kills themselves in a stupid way, like I can't help but think it's so just, funny. You can't help but just get a big like ear to ear grin on your face. Yeah, dude. Like I remember watched I saw this one video where this dude had leaned over the roof of this building, but he leaned onto some power line so it electrocuted him but because he was like killed him instantly but he fell on the power line and it just kept like electrocuting his body and it like eventually just burned through his neck and his like burned head like fell onto like a busy like plaza street below jesus (laughs) 
was just so comical. Like, how could you not? It's like a cartoon. Yeah. Fuck me. And apps, it's like buffoonish, you know, buffoonish levels. But that's what I'm saying. Like, people take, like, death so, like, super seriously for something that's so inevitable. Like, yeah, you're gonna die. Yeah. Like, just... For something that, like happens all the time so and, yeah and a lot of stupid people die in very interesting ways yeah the, the, you know there's the darwin awards surely you guys have heard of that yeah like, yeah but it's like all they have there we have all the safety culture around <laughs> and it's like they'll be on a construction that's like right boys you got to go home safely you know what i mean we got to work and i'm like yeah but is anyone ever asking what these people are going home to like, do any? Does it matter? Like, how many of them does it but, actually matter? First <laughs> off, I'm, I'm just gonna say this: seventy-five percent of all blue-collar safety is bullshit. Yeah, it's like it, it is unnecessary. It is stupid. It is pointless. Yeah, because like we're wearing yeah. hard hats as traffic controllers. Like, what's gonna fall on my head? Yeah, yeah. insane. Like, well, if a car hits me, like that, that, that hat is not, not gonna, gonna help. Yeah. Not even slightly. But it's like it's. It's it's more than that. It's like, what is the point of your life? Like, right, you, on the weekend, you go to the pub, you've pumped out like you watch five the UFC, bland, boring children. <laughs> like, none of them are exceeding or excelling. Like, they bullying. All you can do new, is molest them. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, then, like, you might molest a spark of creativity <laughs> to them, but like. <laughs> One can hope. Well, chances are there's just going to be like a new cut and paste suburb built next to your cut and paste (laughs) suburb. And all your kids are going to grow up to be tradies who go and build that suburb so they can move in and fuck and have kids that are going to be tradies and build the suburb next door. And it's like a pointless cycle. What is the reason? If one of you got hit by a truck or fucking took a big pole and accidentally twatted a power line and popped yourself, would it be the end of the world? Probably not. For like, him it would be, but the point is, I think, is that you should molest your kids. <laughs> well, I mean, gives them something to talk about. Something to blame if they fail. There's something, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it gives them a reasonable excuse. Something to talk about in therapy. Yeah. Well, that would be nice. That would be. And ideal. he's like, oh my God, my daddy molested me all these years, or my granddad, but he's the one that picked me for the will. He gave me all his money. Yeah, he made it up to me. <coughs> yeah, I don't know about... <laughs> All that, but yeah, sure, I guess. You mentioned it like twenty minutes. Ago. Oh yeah, no, sure. I, I always like to think. I always like to imagine, um, like a, a, a decrepit fuck up of a father leaving everything to his one child, and the child's like really excited to like get the will or like, and like there's just nothing in it. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, because that would probably happen more than you think too. Or just to lead them on a wild yeah. goose. I get really excited by very grim shit. Like I was saying earlier... I was... We didn't seem too excited when Chris was talking about the... Uh... Well, no, I was overwhelmed by Chris's joy at the thought of a man losing his head to but electricity. But it's like some Looney Tunes. A, yeah, a burnt head falling into the middle of like a suburban strip where people are shopping is the funniest thing ever. Come I mean, on. All, no, that, all, no, all no, the hysteria yeah. and chaos created yeah, by this just, one act of stupidity. so funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it lands on your table while you're having breakfast, I couldn't think of anything. And some Asian people to scoop it into their dish. Like, that'll do. That's free food. Or a seagull comes and fucking two seagulls are trying to fight Pick over the, the eyes ear out. or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> and it's already cooked. Yeah, we're twisted. Yeah, I like it. But like, dude, like you're saying, I, I'm for it. Like, just a hoax, though. Like, leave a pair of socks in a safety deposit box in Scandinavia somewhere. Yeah. And then, like, just leave a safety and deposit it's got a box key. Yeah, in your thing, and leave it like a 
complicated series of riddles that they and then they just get there and it's a pair of like old socks or whatever that you haven't even washed you just put them in there it's so smelly yeah and then it's just like fucking... dank mold and it just fills up the whole room of that... this like super posh bank in yeah. switzerland and that burnt guy's head is in there too and fuck yeah <laughs> little yeah little letter saying like psych or something like that. yeah, yeah. Little... <laughs> or make it like even in, in even deeper cuts would be like these were like super sentimental in some way so like they couldn't even get mad with you because you're like you're leaving oh. them like a super sentimental gift that should really be it's meaningful. my dad's favorite used yeah. condom or some shit but they're like they wanted money but yeah they, so they can't even feel bad i yeah. will and this is another thing i was joking around with a friend like this my friend had a, a tongue piercing that vibrated okay and like okay. he could control the vibration of this tongue piercing from his phone Mm-hmm. had to oh. take it out and charge it sometimes but yeah it was a vibrating tongue piercing i'm like that's very interesting you should pass that on to your children and the yeah. idea and like the idea of like there being a letter it's like i made your mother orgasm countless times with this thing and now i pass it to you as a symbol of the love that uh I had for your mother. Yeah, then they use it on their wedding night and the cycle continues. Exactly. And you yeah. give them, but like you give them a diary. It's like we've kept an orgasm diary. We took detailed <laughs> notes of every time I made her jizz. You made her come five yeah. times in <laughs> 10 minutes? Jesus yeah. Christ. Mum was a slut. Yeah, we, she sat on some newspaper so we could get the exact wet patch and we folded up a couple and then put them in the back of the orgasm diary. Mm. I thought you were going to put them in like the hamster's cage. Well, that's how they make Rorschach tests. It's just like... <laughs> I like the little like the little push. I uh, saw a great joke the other day. Someone was like, "Rorschach is my favorite superhero." Yeah. I just can't figure out why he has a picture of my parents fighting on his mask. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys read that book? Actually, the Watchmen uh, comic. Yeah. Uh, no, I've not. I've heard it's good. Incredible, dude! It really is. Like I cannot. Oversell it uh, enough, Mr. Man- <laughs> Mr. Manhattan, and yeah, man, it's uh, there's one. It's like 12, 12 comic books it came out as, but it's like it's one volume now. But one of them is just like the most unbelievable, like graphic representation of how space and time are one substance. It like it really blows your mind. You know how you can't really have coordinates that don't that include both of those things. Like you're never uh... any anywhere. Or any time, you're always at one time and place. Right. Like there's a weird thing in physics. Like if someone travels heaps, then they like technically have been around slightly longer than you have. Even though, because they've traversed more space time than you have. Huh. So what you're saying is I'm going to die sooner by staying in one place. Well, if you stay yeah. in Perth, probably. Yeah. If you stay on the couch and you never move, then you will atrophy Honest, rapidly. I kind of want to do that, eh? Like stay on the couch and atrophy. Yeah, you, like you know, you know how like Thursday night I was a bit uh, like fucking manic from lack of sleep. Right. I f- still feel like I'm recovering from that night. I still feel fucked. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now I just kind of want to, like, just fold into the couch. What did you do on Thursday? Did you get up somewhere? No. So, Wednesday night, I was up all night and I couldn't sleep. And then I stayed awake all day Thursday because I had to go do a little electrical job. And then I had a meeting. And then I had to go look at the new room. And then I had the... uh, 
gong show and then I went for drinks after the gong show and then I got home at about 1am so I think I'd been awake for a continuous 48 hours yeah you, when you drink in that time we used to call it drinking like because it's time you've stolen from the devil when you should have been sleeping I don't know there was some kooky thing that my friend group made up so if you drink on the devil's time it's fucking bad news chaos always happens yeah. you always end up doing some fucked up shit whatever you take away from your body you have to give back at some stage yeah for sure yeah and I just feel like I've been giving my giving it back to my body this last week. Like I slept all day today, most of it. Did you? Yeah. Maybe I'm depressed. That's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, Ma, you would know about that, wouldn't you, Mum? I feel like I'm like a great therapist. <laughs> yeah, we were just saying I don't actually ever know with you like what your mood is. You seem very stoic. Like I can't tell whether you're upset or Mate, happy. Or I sad. don't even know what my mood is. Yeah, that I checks don't out. really feel emotions. I don't think. I, I like that, that checks out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my like partners complain that I don't express my emotions. I'm like, I just don't really have them. <laughs> yeah. You're not emotionally available. It's like, what do you mean? Like, even to myself. Make a slice of toast. Put on a show. Shut the fuck up. Like. You know what I mean? It's not... Yeah, when I eat the toast, I feel a, some serotonin rise or whatever. Yeah, I, I, dude, I don't know. I think maybe... I don't know. Is that a woman thing? I want to say it's a woman thing, but that might just age me, you know? But like, uh, I, I feel like a lot of dudes just, just getting on with their lives and they're just like, what do you want? Like, yeah. But then again, like I said, uh, that led me to extreme depression and a mad mental breakdown in a meeting where I started crying and shit. So there you go. Mm. don't do that so you started feel. Cry- you just started crying in front of everyone yeah in front of two dudes yeah i was like i was just having real trouble expressing myself and i just fucking but i feel like i cry every now snapped. and then yeah you see because you're pushing it up pushing it down you then it's building up and it pops out in a little fucking sook yeah, you're not yeah dealing with a good old sooky sook yeah a good bill old burr fuck. has a great joke about that he's like that's why men die at 50 you know, just because they've spent their entire lives not admitting that a puppy's cute or something like that. Mm. But someone else was saying that a man can suppress his emotions for his whole... Or, like, hold his emotions for his whole life, but he'll come in, like, 15 seconds. It's a serious, serious double entendre, though. I mean, give us credit, bro. I'll get to 19 sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand it's like a joke. I don't know. I don't think men come that quick. Is no, it, it's like an ongoing meme. Uh, it depends on. I how. feel like I either come, I either feel like I'm stuck in a point where like I'm either taking too long to come or I come too quick. So, like after you reach a certain threshold, it then becomes more difficult to come. At least for me. Yeah, no, I get that. It's like past a certain point, it's like oh, this is just turning into exercise, which is not fun. And now I've got to like yeah, and unless you're on un- unless you're fucking a drunk chick like it's just not fun because like my, my ex was uh kind of a little bit um molesty and like she would come home like so drunk and just wake me up in the middle of the night and saying we're fucking and uh and yeah she would just yeah kind of rape me in the middle of the night i guess is what i'm trying to say you went to uni mm-hmm how was that? I went to uni to have this conversation about Alex being raped in the middle of the night. That's it. That's like, that's what I was preparing for the whole time. <laughs> uh, mate, you know what? I, I uh, have a lot of regrets about it. Like, I didn't take it as seriously as I should have. I had, like, I hated school. I went to, like, a really shitty fucking government school. It was just rote nonsense. Just, 
it's just like bad knowledge taught badly you know what i mean it was just like, like pointless yeah kind of like no like they didn't inspire anything there was no like a love of anything i don't know the just, teachers want to kill themselves yeah i wanted to kill myself like it was just and i kind of took that shitty attitude into university which i really regret for one so like you know what i mean like instead of like wanting to be there and being in class and trying to like engage i was like oh fuck i have to go to class i've got to get this assignment done not like let me give my opinion on this thing that we're learning about it's like oh this is such a drag i've got to fucking squeeze out this assignment so i can keep partying you know which i did like i really regret like i think i yeah I, I, fortunately i got out of uni with a degree and without any student debt which is fucking but don't you think though like it you kind of i remember my dad talking to me about this and it's like men typically like reach a point of seriousness in their life when they're ready to and it's like if you try and like force it beyond that they become very miserable and my father's an extremely miserable man after six children and like <laughs> yeah no shit yeah I won't say that. He's actually, he's pretty happy with the life he's led, but like, yeah, you can see his life has had like, his life has had a toll on him. It's like, he is like just worn down and battered by life. Yeah. But like, so how old is the youngest kid? Me, 25. Yeah. You see. So like if there would have been a period of like maybe 35 years, I'm assuming that there's 15 years between or 17 years between the oldest and the youngest it's not far off my eldest brothers there's a 14 year age gap between <laughs> yeah there you go so there would have been like a large chunk where your dad would have just had to like not think about anything too deeply he just would have just to had work. to like fucking bring home the bacon sort out shit like yeah you know what i mean like he couldn't and then like by the time the, the youngest kid leaves home you're like what have I been doing? <laughs> Holy shit. Where did those years ago? Yeah. Because I kind of... I've been time blind. Yeah. <laughs> I must have ADHD. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, my, I'm such an empath. Wearing a scarf. Yeah. Holy shit. I don't know. <laughs> Scarves. Oh my God. You were wearing a scarf the other night. I know. I, I really like scarves. I'm really leaning into it. That's Even, like some Doctor Who shit. Yeah, because in South Africa, like, everything just made you gay. Like, you know what I mean? You were gay if you uh, wore a seatbelt or you were fucking... You know what I mean? I'll be trying to do this, write this joke about how South Africa was really quite progressive because we had loads of gay people. Like, you were gay. And, like, the way you knew you were gay is, like, a group of dudes who love to, like, shower together and chase a ball together told you and they would be the experts, right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't tried it out, but judging from that reaction, I probably I'm, never I'm should because like, you two are sick, twisted cunts. Yeah, and they wear like short shorts. Yeah, and they wear the tiny shorts. The they slap yeah. each other on the rump repeatedly. Yeah. They have an encyclopedic knowledge of each other's penis size. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, how, how could they not know? You know? Yeah, but, you shouldn't take me and Martin's. Uh, <clears throat> I think any time a comic laughs at a bit, it's fucked. <laughs> like, potentially yeah but it's also very difficult to explain a bit to a comic in the way you want to present it on stage well not necessarily if it's just like a setup and a punch yeah i think uh, <laughs> a lot of times like you'll just have a straight face and you'll be like yes that'll work because you 
structurally you it's see sound. the me- the mechanics of it and you're like yeah that should work but then the things That's that actually like- make you laugh are like these absurd weird strange windy ideas that you don't get electrocuted <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like more the mental image than the actual like oh this is a pullback yeah. deal it's like the crazy imagery of yeah, yeah whatever yeah like leaving everything in the will to the <laughs> one child that you abused more than the rest yeah mm. totally well even when i die it's like i want my my body to be like cut up into backpack size chunks and then i want my missus to just every now and then when she's feeling down Pull just take a piece to the zoo wait <laughs> for like a school field say. trip to come past the lion enclosure and just frisbee an arm in there and just watch <laughs> the chaos of these little kids just screaming and running around as lions rip apart an arm mm, that and has just to be, be like crime. it's so funny <laughs> Surely that's a crime. Because <laughs> that would be so funny to me. Like if, if like. But yeah, it's like having the uh, the cremated remains. You just don't cremate them. Yeah, for sure. You just have the remains. Yeah, I saw someone. It's like it's taken up so much space in the freezer. It's so annoying. Yeah, you need to get a separate freezer. But like my missus does um, removals, so she goes and and uh, like checks so out. She's pe- a removalist. No, she sells removal services and insurance and shit so she's the one who goes and looks oh, at your house and said you need oh she goes the quotes 17 cubic meters and then she like you know to, to, yeah does the quotes does the sales but like she's come across some weird shit with pets man like people have like she this one lady like had taxidermy. her taxidermy yeah had her dog like freeze dried so it was like snap dried but it was like in a in a in a plastic tub but it had like its ball and its favorite toy and everything and it was just the dog like freeze dried in a tub and every night like, <laughs> what do you like, do with it why, why is this dog in a tub like do you take it off have a look at it stroke it every now and then like what the fuck but then also it's annoying to move because it's like a weird shape no not like but not only that because it's actual animal remains so you have to like there's all these fucking... i feel like internationally you can't take it yeah yeah, uh, but what is the point of it? It's like real Norman Bates type shit. I'd like, love to. I would have loved to have taxidermied my dog. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't know. I, you know what? I want to make slippers out of my dogs because they're nice and like soft. Are you allowed to taxidermy relatives? I don't. Well, that's what embalming is, isn't it? To take out all the organs, take out all the full of juice. Pick, like I... pick, pickle them and like stuff them. Like... Well, like, did you, did you ever play Castle Wolfenstein? I did. Yeah, like if you had like your mum in one of those vats, like just floating in like the corner. An enormous, oh, yeah. Like a really, like really big pickle vat. jar. Like yeah. I yeah, like could, that like, you could is do. there anything, yeah, is there any like lore about that? Well, because surely they keep, like, you know how they keep people on life support who are brain dead? Yeah. So, like, shit. how long could that last? Like, if you popped them in a, in a jar of, like, nutrient goo or whatever, and you just kept them on life support, could you just keep a body there indefinitely if you just kept the lungs going? And they're going, technically <laughs> not dead, so it's not illegal. And the, you just kept the heart, like, mechanically beating, and you just kept it in pristine condition so, so it didn't decay. You shoot them through the brain. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> well, yeah. not necessarily, but... Well, I mean, if you just get, like, a, a, the byproduct of some gang violence somewhere, you know what I mean? You might as well put them to good use. <laughs> what was the name of that website again? Rotten.com. Rotten.com. <laughs> yeah, that's my goddamn phone, actually. Do you feel like in comedy, though, like... <laughs> I feel like um, uh, comedy is a... Comedians are a manifestation of... Uh, there are a lot of people pleasers in comedy who like try and break, who are trying to break free of people pleasing, and they're doing it through the art of people pleasing. No, I don't know. 
I don't know, honestly. I think comedy is too... I don't know anything about comedy. I'm just in it for a couple of years, and I'm just barely getting spots. So what do I know? Fuck. What's talking about? You, like, going to the Eastern States. Yeah, but I'm paying for it all myself, and I'm going to the Eastern States to do open mics and shit. Okay, when you put it like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm, uh... Or you just go do gigs, you know? But it's what everyone should do. You should get out of this fucking place. Go travel. Uh, well, I want to go to the US or Canada next year. Permanently? I'm thinking about it. Uh, yeah, you, they do. Like, how would you get in? Have you got a, an American passport? No. That'd be the tits, hey? But apparently uh, getting into Canada is pretty easy. Yeah, but. it's reasonably easy, I think. And getting into the US is easier for Australians than anyone else, but still very difficult. Yeah, they do a thing called the green card lottery every year, which mm. you can enter, where they just randomly give away like a couple thousand green cards. Oh, a couple thousand. Yeah. I feel like that's the odds of that have got to be better and better because less and less people will be Want wanting to go to, go there, to yeah. America these days. But it's like part of their constitution that everyone gets a fair go. So there's like this one specific visa that's like got no like cost associated with it or anything. Like you just enter it and it's a random ballot. So like random immigrants can get the opportunity to come to the land. Dude, this of sounds like opportunity. a conspiracy theory. No, give it a goog. I mean, America is just one giant cult, if it feels like, sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. They've got some things right, but they've got a, like some things completely and totally wrong. Hmm. That's probably just every country. Yeah, they came close. But it's just, they let it get hijacked, bro. They let it become a plutocracy. You know, they let money just take over it. What is a plutocracy? It's like a place where, like, it's... Like, instead of a meritocracy where you have things on merit it's like things on power like old uh, power and old money yeah which is a real a real bummer because it's uh creates a really unequal society and you get a lot of these like morons like legacy morons who are just hanging on who like who will be have been shown by their dad how to work the tax system or whatever you know and then they're automatically rich forever yeah 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 but they're not actually um innovative or- no like the old school industrialists i really fucking love them and even like in south africa we have this controversial figure called cecil rhodes who who like um had like really controversial views on race like he th- <laughs> thought black people were <laughs> like what, south african <laughs> you know but he founded a university and like he the, the zimbabwe was called rhodesia and it was named after this guy but he was like a like mad industrialist dude like just went somewhere and just forged a whole country you know what i mean they just like he just went there through like sheer force of will and made all this happen like and people are like yeah but people were already living there and i'm like yeah dude despite the fact that people were living there this dude went there and fucking took over like, you know what i mean like it's it's gnarly dude it's rude but it also it takes a set of swinging sack on you, dude. holy shit dude it takes some balls bro you know to go there and just fucking stamp like your you know massive fucking drop your massive cock on the desk and be like i'm taking over mm. You know, like all the old school industrialists that like fucking built the railways across America. Like, yeah, there was a lot of genocide, but fuck, they had some gumption. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) They were out for it. Yeah, they really like, they got shit done, bro. Yeah, man. It's about the results. It's not about the 
Well, yeah, shit. it's like you you know you don't begrudge a rich person if they got a big sack and they like took a chance and they imposed their will. But some of these like doughy-eyed, lame-based fucks that are fucking <laughs> have this legacy money, you're like, oh fuck, dude. Like you'd never like I think if you met Cecil John Rhodes in the streets, he'd kick the shit out of you. <laughs> I was just you know what I mean. But if him. you met one of the Coke brothers in the streets, like or whoever, I don't know. Think of like a doughy industrialist. Like you, like one of us could probably give Donald Trump a wedgie. Oh yeah, I think you know so. what I mean? Because yeah. he's an eighty-year-old man, <laughs> <laughs> and I've had practice at all those times. But no. Oh, that was an idea for a show I had. Let me run that one by you. Um, yeah, ever hear this thing like undercover boss? Yeah. Have you ever? This is an idea. Undercover like pensioner. What you do is you put a UFC fighter because like apparently there's this <laughs> epidemic of old people getting abused in pensioner homes. So I want to put an old person into a, uh, a UFC fighter into an old person suit and then wait for nurses to start abusing them and then he just fucks them all up. Yeah, that's beautiful. I yeah, love it's it. great. Yeah. yeah, it's like ethical bum farts. Yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. It. So like, that's- and then it's self defense at that point because yeah, if they're abusing them and they just don't know. Yeah, but he doesn't even have to reveal himself. Just one <laughs> stiff jab, like you know. And they're like, fuck, he's got that old man strength. Yeah, because that'll like if if it's revealed to be an MMA guy then then that 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 person might be like oh well that was an mma guy but if he just gets a stiff jab from what he thinks is like 94 year old jerry and he's like holy shit this cunt just rocked me i better never fuck with an old person again yeah. you know yeah. i think the identity needs to be kept secret yeah, that could be a good idea yeah, yeah. dude the, you know the the smallest weight in ufc is tiny man um yeah from then, i think it's 125 no, it's like it's is it one twenty five, which equates to like fifty five kilograms or something. Yeah, straw weight. It's not like a skeleton. Straw yeah. weight is tiny, dude. <laughs> They're all oh. like five uh two to five four. That's insane. Yeah. And then for women it's like one fifteen. Yeah, that's tiny. Mm. These little waifs, say. Yeah. Do you guys watch the UFC a bit? Yeah, I do like watching I'm them. really getting into people bashing the shit out of one another. It's I couldn't fun, be bothered to follow the stats and that, but when it's a good evenly matched fight. I was surprised uh, Dustin Poirier lost to Justin Gaethje. That was one thing. Did you watch the fight? I, I watched the replay of it. I didn't get to watch it live. Yeah, it was it was even, I reckon, but you, Justin Gaethje was just like moving with like a man on a mission, man. And yeah, he just got caught, dude. Like, mm. He just got caught. That was all... Even, did you see the Derek Lewis fight? <coughs> Fuck me, it lasted like 20 seconds. Did Derek Lewis win, beat him? Yeah, dude. He just... Who did, who did he fight? He fought some dude who's on the up and up. Some Brazilian dude. But he fucking knocked him well, clean not out. anymore, he's not. Dude, he just... Derek Lewis. You know, the size yeah, yeah, of Derek yeah, yeah, Lewis. Yeah, yeah. Ran flying knees straight into the guy's face. What, just Derek ran. Lewis? What yeah. the fuck? You remember that George uh, Jorge Mas- Masvidal with Ben Askren? Yeah. Like, think that. Well, how, like, how not the- quite. Not quite out completely, but like... How the cunt? How the fuck did the cunt still have Derek a head? Derek Lewis launched himself and just fucking rammed his knees straight into that Brazilian dude's face, and then in the interview afterwards, Joe Rogan's like, "Oh my god, Derek Lewis, did you plan that?" He's like, "Nah, I just tried some bullshit and it worked." That was like his exact quote. It sees the best, bro. Derek Lewis, fuck, I love him, eh? He's so good. Oh fuck. That's a lever. I thought it was a coat hanger that was jammed down the side. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying it to is a lever. Yeah, I was like, oh, here's a coat hanger. Yeah. There you go. The other idea I wanted to do was that thing that inspired about the gay ball pit. 
Um, so I wanted to like create like an all so, so. just gay ball but yeah well I'll, I'll explain it to Martin in, in terms of the thing so I was playing Call of Duty and I think that's why this uh, thought was inspired so I was playing Call of Duty the um, match finishes I check my phone I ch- pull up a friend's story now my friend is this gay guy who's in Amsterdam at the moment and he's in well apparently there's some serious gay shit going on there at the time because there was this ball, ball pit with all these gay people in it and I was like well yeah, okay, interesting. And uh, I was just thinking, I think it was just because I came off playing Call of Duty, but I thought it'd be really funny to see, if, like, if you had a grenade and you threw it into the ball pit and there's just one brave gay man who just shoves the grenade up his ass. Like, just the, I'll save you! And because there's always that scene in movies where they, like, dive on the grenade to, like, yeah. save everyone else. Now, I, I want to see, like, a gay, like, army squad movie. Where like the, the exact same scenario has happened, but instead of like diving on it belly first, he just sits on the grenade and just swallows it whole into his ass, and that and that's how he saves everyone. So yeah, that's my idea for a sketch comedy. Well, it sure is an idea. Yeah, yeah it's something. I mean, it's not as good as the uh, pensioner. The pensioner people. idea is great. Yeah, yeah the pensioner, okay. pensioner old age. I reckon. Mm. Leave anuses out of it. They've been through enough, especially gay dudes' anuses. <laughs> It doesn't stop them from, you know, They've putting it through the walls. You see, well, that's why I would try pegging because I'm like, all these gay dudes can't be wrong. No, all of them can't be wrong. Yeah. In the eyes of the church. But. Hey, you know, we've come full circle. We have full twerkle. All right. <laughs> that's probably, we're getting close to, to wrapping up. Uh, we're at an hour and four. Uh, shall we go into plugs? Yeah, what do you want to plug aside from your just ass? my <laughs> zingers? <laughs> um, I should get um, anal beads with my Instagrams fucking handle. Just Chris Butchello comedy, follow it, please. Desperately, I'm bad at comedy. I'd just like to grow it a little bit, help a brother out. I think you're quite good. Well, I'm bad. I'm bad at the like the backroom shits, but I'm getting there. Yeah, I made four TikTok videos. So I'm, you know. Oh, that's. You're, you're on the up and up yeah i just can't like it's so weird to me to, to see someone just talking to nothing yeah i yeah. can't i don't watch them i can't watch like three seconds of one and i'm like this could be the funniest thing in the world but i'm just like tiktok is a grueling fucking creative outlet i hate it, it. yeah I, I hate tiktok because it just feels like people people pump out so much shit and the only reason people like it is because the person pumping it out is hot. It's it's really hard to watch TikTok when you're time blind. <laughs> the stupid fucking grin on Martin's face right now. You know what? The empath in me wants to forgive you for trying to shoe on in this callback constantly. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, to sum yeah. up the episode, uh, Alex has been pissed on. Uh, Chris Pachullo couldn't give a fuck at uni. And um, what else? And, uh, and our idea for our show, uh, Undercover Pensioners. And Martin is... Desperate to shoehorn in this <laughs> yeah, callback. Desperate to shoehorn in this callback. <laughs> yeah. Let's call the episode Time Blind. Let's do it. I like it. Uh, Thanks for having me, boys. It's been real. Chris no, Pachullo comedy. Um, oh, me. Also, vinyl... Uh, the, Sunday Slouches is moving venues. We are now going to the uh, Vinyl Cafe, also in Leaderville. It's uh, less than 100 meters away from the old venue. Yeah, the Vinyl Cafe. It's a pretty cool place. I think you'll like it, Martin. Does it have a window? 
It does. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. That's the, one, that's the one criteria when you look for a room. You're like, does it have a window that opens into a car park? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, Vinyl Cafe, uh, we're, we're taking a break from this Sunday and then we're going into it next Sunday. So uh, wish us luck, guys. Um, and also Oasis Comedy Club, 30th of September. I believe, Chris, you're on there as well. Sure am. Uh-huh. So 30th of September, that is a good one. And then I'm also at the uh, ECC on the... 28th or the 29th it's somewhere i'll post about it um yeah cool all right martin anything you want to plug nah no one gives a fuck i don't know i don't care people will see if if they're there they'll see me and if they're not they won't all right thank you for listening to the thank you so much for coming on thank you chris for coming on thanks for having me boys it's been real man Mm. see you later bye